Hi everyone, thanks for joining my hangout. With me today is my sister Shira. Thanks for coming on. Hi. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the Me Too movement. This is something that I'm, I find very fascinating and I was following it when it was like big in the news. Mm -hmm. But you were telling me that like you were kind of indifferent to it. Uh, not indifferent. I think it's. Imp I think that it was very important that it happened because obviously you hear little stories here and there about women who are made to feel very uncomfortable in the workplace. What? Not necessarily just women. People made to feel uncomfortable in the workplace by almost like sexually predatory comments or actions, whatever it may be. I think how quickly and how uh, largely it exploded was very impactful initially um, and I think it brought to light obviously that the entertainment industry at least was just tired of it. They're like, you know what, we're done. We're calling mm. it, it happens everywhere, everybody sucks, we're done. Um, after the initial buzz around it, I haven't really paid much attention. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't, there hasn't been much, you know, about it more recently and I actually think it's a problem. When, when it first started, like the second big explosion came out and I was already posting about how I think we need to stop pretending to be amazed, right? I was already of the assumption that most men have probably acted in a poor way. Yeah. And like to continually be outraged every time, like surprised outraged, yeah. was actually counter to having the actual discussions we needed to have. And so I'm actually kind of disappointed it's died out because I think it was so important and like, you know, it hit the entertainment industry, but I think it's still very widespread. A hundred percent. And I think that that's the way it always is. Something hits the media, it's a big ordeal, and then everybody moves on to the next shiny, exciting thing. And then you have the, the hum of the activities that are happening with all of these new movements or in reaction to a devastating event, let's say an attack or an earthquake or something horrific that's happening. But there's so much going on all the time and everybody wants to be there at the hottest, newest story. So once something new happened, Me Too became old news. Yeah. Um, I do believe, I mean, before Me Too, there was obviously tons of organizations at all levels, high school, university, um, social movements and government, things like that against any kind of sexual misconduct um, and women specifically being made to feel preyed upon. So I think Me Too was good because it brought it to a very, very large scale, but it's not a new story, like you said. Yeah. Right? For, for me, it seemed that Me Too was the first time men started to listen, finally, mm -hmm. right? That's true. Because it's not a new story for women, and a lot of my female friends have said that as well, yeah. but it really woke me up. Like, right. I was allowed to behave in my misogynistic way and I never really got much negative feedback around yeah. that. And I was in circles that validated my behavior, right? So I released a video talking about how I think I had behaved to right. women. But it was Me Too that woke me up and, and I think woke a lot of other men up. Mm -hmm. But then it, it created an environment where men weren't willing to talk honestly about it, right? Because there was this mentality of like, like burn all the men, right? Like yeah. anyone who did anything ever is condemned like 
and irredeemable, which I don't think is the right way to move forward yeah. either. So I think it lost momentum because of that. I agree. I think that nobody ever wants to admit that they've done something wrong, regardless of the context. So now you're putting this lens on men making women feel preyed upon, I suppose is the best way to say it. So no man or very few men are going to come out and go, yep, I slapped a girl's butt at the bar or I forced a woman into sexual activity against her will or whatever it may be. On the flip side, though, there are women who go and do those things to men as well. You know, women go by and will pinch a guy's butt at the bar. So what makes that okay? And I think that's where maybe it sounds funny coming from a woman, but I feel like that behavior in general needs to stop. Yeah. So obviously it tends to happen more one-sided than the other, but the Me Too movement, you're right, was good about bringing that to light. And I think just holding people accountable in general or having people think twice, maybe, before behaving in that manner. But I also think that if people behave a certain way and they're not self-aware, they're not conscious of their activities or they feel a certain entitlement to whatever it is that they're going after, me too or not, it's not gonna change. Well, and I think that is something that's so important to talk about and figure out, right? Um, why do men, and again, I, I do think it's more of a problem for men, you know, preying on women than yeah. vice versa, but these men don't wake up one day thinking they have these rights to, to women's bodies and stuff, right. right? Like, I put a lot of blame on the media personally. Yeah. Um, but these men are trained by some group of people. Something is telling them they have a right to a woman's body. They can, you know, yeah. take, take what is theirs type thing, right? Like, they don't come to that conclusion on their own, and we're still not having that conversation. Yeah. I, think, I think Hollywood is hugely hypocritical because they push this movement and all of these stars and starlets talk about it, but they still put out movies that perpetuate the same narrative. Of course, because that's a narrative that sells money, right? You have the male chasing the female or you have the, you know, hot business guy and his cute little secretary or whatever. And those those images still exist and those that's what potentially trains from a young age women to feel that they it feels good to be desired. Of course you need to chase me. And then also for men to feel that they should be the ones to chase. Put, to chase. But at what point is it? does it switch from a mutual flirtation where everybody's comfortable to a, holy crap, don't come near me, like you're gross, you're imposing yourself, whatever it may be. Well, and that's the other thing is like with the Me Too movement, there seemed to be a complete lack of nuance, right? Anyone who had done anything was like, almost equated, right? So yeah. you had, you know, Harvey Weinstein was the extreme case where he was clearly way past the line. Yeah. But then you had Al Franken is a senator in the US yeah. and he posted a picture pretending to grab someone's boobs. Went like, you know, years and years right. prior. So like he also had to resign and, you know, mm. conflating the two is definitely incorrect, right? I think on the flip side, though, there has to be a zero tolerance. So it's just as bad to 
pinch a woman's butt in passing as it is to lure them and seduce them and throw yourself at them because at the end of the day you're putting somebody in an uncomfortable position that they don't want to be in so i think that's where the equation comes in yeah how it impacts your day-to-day life your family your job i mean that's on the action owner and their circle and their employer to figure out what the right level of um I, so I, I, is. I agree with that and I, I definitely agree that there needs to be a no tolerance because it all, it just, it snowballs, right? Yeah. If I'm allowed to do this thing, well then like this is only a little bit worse, right? right? And that's, you know, what I said about, you know, when I was in kindergarten, I jumped on a girl and kissed her and I was told how cute that was. Right. And that just, you know, oh, that, that feeds into how I view the world. Right. Like I did something and I was given validation, not condemnation, right? right? And so I, I definitely agree with that. So bringing it a little into politics, have you, did you hear about the Kokanee Grope? So nope. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, like 10 or 15 years ago, yeah. assaulted a woman apparently, right? Uh, a reporter. Uh, he like, he was either, I think he grabbed her butt or the, it's not exactly clear what he did. But there was this zero tolerance policy he had for all of his cabinet ministers, for all of his MPs. If they had any allegations, you believe the woman and you dismiss the man, right? And they were, they lost positions and stuff. Um, You know, Patrick Brown was the leader of the Ontario Progressive Conservatives. He had a couple allegations. He got removed within two days. But Justin Trudeau has an allegation. Nothing happens. The media doesn't keep on it. There's no firestorm. Right. So I think, I mean, that's clearly hypocritical to me. Of course. but And every... the fact that you hadn't even heard of it. I say right. Patrick Brown and you go, oh yeah, like that was a huge story. Right. But Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, it's a nothing story. There's always a level of hypocritic, hypocritic hypocrisy. 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 <laughs> and there's also a double standard. So what you impose on someone else, you may not impose on yourself because at the end of the day, you want to protect yourself, Yeah. right? So the media outrage around Justin Trudeau and this thing maybe wasn't there, but I don't know what else was happening in the media at that time where everybody's attention and energy was. And is it, it's almost like return on investment. So for making a really, really big stink about this in the media, would that, what would be the end goal? Well, so in that, impeachment or the Canadian equivalents, like, no, that's not going to happen. So yeah. what the heck's the point? Okay. You grope somebody like everybody grope somebody at some point in their life. Maybe that's the mentality too. Does it make it right? No. Yeah. So I, that's, that's my belief. I believe most men in particular have at some point acted inappropriately towards women. Most women have stories about how they've been treated inappropriately and it's not 5% of the men who perpetuate this to 95% of the women, right? No. It's much more of an yeah. equal ground to that. But I think, I do think, you know, we need to have a, basically a reconciliation around this. Like, I do think society needs to actually have this conversation because we're continuing to, we had it for a year and it mm-hmm. kind of fizzled out, yeah. right? But we're still having media and society train our young boys yeah. in the same way I was trained. And I think that was bad. So there's training the boys in 
the fact that their behavior is okay. And then on the flip side, there's also training the girls to accept that behavior as okay. So it has to happen on both sides. Yeah. Right? So the onus can't be on just I, telling boys not to do it. It's also empowering girls to say, I don't accept it. Yeah. And I think that's part of the conversation that, that's missing. But I think this is kind of like, it gets a bit further from the actual main topic, but I think the way I'm treated, the way I'm trained to treat females, they're treated to want to be treated that way. Yeah. Right? So it's not just, it's not acceptable. Like the power dynamic for, like a good example is power dynamics in a workforce. Mm -hmm. In movies, the secretary always does want the boss, yeah. right? And the boss then does want the secretary, right? That's how we're trained. And women, like men and women don't get different scripts from society, right? The media gives us one message that we interpret through yeah. our own lens. But I think very much like, and I might get some flack for saying this, but I do think women are trained to want that attention. 100%. Right? And so it's very hard to navigate. I think that we're not trained is a very like direct term, right? That, I think yeah. that over time, over exposure, over experience, it becomes almost, I think it goes one of two ways for women. You have women who either accept it as, well, I'm a woman and this is the behavior that's going to be displayed against me and it is what it is and I'll, I'll deal with it when I need to and whatever. And then you have women who are vehemently against any kind of ill treatment whatsoever and then they're the raving feminists. So I think that we have to allow women to um, be free to speak their minds as well and say, no, that makes me uncomfortable. And men to go, okay, I'm sorry. Like that should be the ideal world. Yes. Whereas behaviors happen, whatever it may be, whether it's consensual in the beginning, like I'm going to take you home from the bar. That's a woman deciding that she is comfortable to go home with a person who's approached her at the bar. Let's use that example. Mm -hmm. You get to that person's house and you start feeling uncomfortable. Whether, you know, the alcohol is wearing off or you see something you don't like or he's behaving in a different way or whatever it is, every woman who's been in that situation has a critical decision. Do I continue on this path because I agree to it, so I'm, I'm here now, how can I say otherwise? Or I don't give a flying whatever and I'm out. Yeah. So it's making sure that women know it's okay to say peace. Yeah. Whereas I think, unfortunately, the majority of women... Um, Maybe not the majority. A portion of women would say, I made the decision to come home. I'm going to follow through. Whether I'm uncomfortable or not, I'm here. Yeah. So I think that's also a shift. So it starts as a fully consensual thing and then something changes. And I think that's also where, you know, you hear stories of men getting aggressive when, well, you came home with me. What do you mean? And yeah. that's where things can escalate as well. Yeah. So I think it, like there's there's so many nuances, like you said. So at the, at the base of it all, we just have to respect each other as humans. Yeah. If I'm in a situation, even in a non-sexual situation, and I'm doing something to make somebody else uncomfortable, that person should have every right to say, please stop, you are making me uncomfortable. Whether it's a conversation, um, an argument, whatever it is. Then throw on the sexual aspect of it, and it becomes this, well, yeah. Even more escalated event. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. And I think fundamentally what it comes down to for me 
is that society is still not comfortable talking openly about sex. And I think that is fundamentally yeah. a problem because that's like the one PC thing from the right that we still have, right? right. It's not comfortable, it's not politically correct to talk openly about sex. Which I don't understand. And that under factors into so much. I don't understand why because we're still inundated with it in every media outlet. Because it's taboo, right? Like yeah. in, in, in other countries, in European countries, it's not as taboo. And it's, so it's not thrown in your face as much as this like secretive taboo sex thing. Yeah. Because it's just open. I don't think we're that bad. I don't think we're as bad as we once were. I feel like Probably we're more not. progressive as a society in general. Yeah. I mean, they were teaching it in high school about consent and contraception and all that kind of stuff. Who knows what's going to happen now with Mr. Ford. Um, but I think that it's honestly, the onus should be on the parents and I know it's uncomfortable to talk to your kids about sex, mm. but they're going to do it. It's going to happen. So I think it almost should fall back on parents or people who help raise kids to make sure that it's discussed and known. So then you remove the tabooness, you remove the questions, you remove the like unsuredness around yeah. it as kids get older and get to an age where they're now in these situations and oh my god what do I do I'm 16 and don't know anything don't know anything but I'm gonna go for it because all my friends are doing it like yeah yeah cool well we got a little off topic at the end there but thanks for coming and hanging out with me <laughs> chatting about this no problem and thank you for hanging out uh, subscribe on YouTube support us on patreon and tune in next time to my hangout <laughs> <laughs>